All right, we are live with another installment of the Voice of the Millennial Podcast. We missed you guys last week, but hey, look, we are making up for it this week, okay? There. We are making up for it this week. So uh, everybody that's coming on, even if you're coming in on the replay, I want you to like and share. Uh, and I, I want you to share this experience with everybody. In fact, I'm getting ready to go on and do that uh, straightway myself. Um, tonight is absolutely going to be just an electrifying conversation. I'll put it that way. I agree. I agree. So, um, man, how, how you guys been? Uh, I've been good. It was good until, you know, homeboy decided to launch missiles at Syria. <laughs> I know. Isn't that something? Yeah. Homeboy like, he's been... Go the ahead. Whole, whole world changed as soon as he decided to launch missiles. I'm just like, all right, everybody, here we go. <laughs> Dude. Like, I was... um. <laughs> I was like, this has been a pretty quiet presidency, you know, so yeah, far. So far. Yeah. Like, we hadn't heard anything crazy, you know, we're just kind of checking along. Normal presidency, like what you would expect. And then yeah, it's like, same. the first noise you make is hurling missiles? <laughs> yep. I mean. I, I think it's, I was telling a coworker yesterday, I said, I think it's customary for every president to bomb Syria at least once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I told him that exact thing. It's a rite of passage. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, whoa, like, where did this come from? Why are we bombing Syria? Yeah, yeah. Like, what for this time? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Emily, yeah. Emily, what's up? Christy, what's up? Welcome, 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 one, and welcome all. All right. Uh, can you um, flip us like you usually do, Philip or or Justin? Or wait, uh, let, let me let me try. <clears throat> I know I'm not going to be able to put the comments in like I normally do. Um. I, I think I got us. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, everything's been going good over here, man. It's been, it's been a, uh, it's been a hot minute. I'd, I'd say it's been like three years since I stepped on a plane and I'm finally <laughs> tomorrow. Actually, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe it's been two, maybe, but I mean, it's, well, it's been. It's been a while, so I mean, I'm finally, finally gonna take me a take me a little trip to warmer weather. It has been too cold in Alaska, so it is time for me to, you know, get a little break. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's kind of funny what you said earlier um, when you said talked about traffic, and I, I like in my head, I was like, what? Like you and your wife are driving separate cars? Like who's in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> really, the traffic just comes on me. It, it did dump like that and a half of snow last night so that that like slows down people you know the traffic and everything and the the lights up here work so much differently than like the lower 48 they're they're so, they're really stupid lights <laughs> like they'll they'll sit there for a hot minute but that that's really what I mean by like traffic but you know I'm, i come from atlanta where there's real traffic you know that traffic be you know, at 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 what? Well, it's like seven seven a.m. and like three or four p.m. I seventy five is backed up and it takes you two hours to get anywhere. You know? I mean, honestly, like I I you know I think about the ATL all the time, and I'm just like you know maybe I'd want to live there. And then I think about um, having a good job, and you know, Philip, where we live, we have to drive north to get to you know where the good jobs are at, and I would not want to make that commute every morning on I seventy five. Like I, 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 I don't know how people do it. They probably have a different Holy Ghost than I do, but <laughs> I, could not, I could not make that commute every day. No sir. No. All Absolutely right, Justin, how you been? Man, I've been good. Just working, man. The same old, same old. Working hard, doing some work with the church. 
that I'm in uh, Resurrection Live here in Fort Pierce, Florida. Um, so that that's been really good. We got some exciting things coming up at the church. I've been working on that, you know. Just some different projects, man, getting some things underway. Some of those New Year's resolutions, you know, mm-hmm. sticking, trying to stick with those. So uh yeah, man. It's been it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's it. It's great to hear. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're gonna talk about ministry. We're gonna continue talking about ministry. Um, last time we two weeks ago we talked about uh ministry, we're Pretty much introducing ourselves and um, pretty much telling you guys what we're called to and and um, how God's worked in our lives, how we were called to ministry. This time we're going to kind of talk about how what we think when it comes to ministry and just kind of talk about some traditions and some things that have happened in the past, say, 20, 30 years. Um, And just give our perspective on it as what we saw. And then we're also going to talk about. I guess a current event that just recently happened or came to the publications um, and also share <laughs> and also share our perspective on that. Um, it's I mean, this this has honestly been something that me and my buddy Aaron, everybody, you guys know, Aaron came on you uh, a few weeks ago or a month ago and we talked to him and I talk about ministry all the time, um, especially in the circle that Philip and I run in the UPC. We we talk, him and I talk about it all the time and talk about how things are done, how people do things and how some people act. And, um, and so uh, I really think this is, uh, this is, this is going to be a good conversation. Justin, what you got? Um, man, I, I, I'm right here with you. Um, like, there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. Um, ministry is a topic that has to be addressed. And here's the thing, right? And and, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself or uh, of us in the conversation, but I think that at some point we've got to start having conversations about things that are not necessarily 100% accurate and what are some real changes that can be made, right? Yeah. Yes. Because... Um, Wait, before I keep going, am I? Does it look like I'm looking straight, or that I'm like out of focus, like looking away from the camera? You're good. good. You're looking okay, straight at perfect. it. Okay, I'm just making sure that the right camera is on because I'm seeing myself in two different screens. So, uh, gotcha. all right, cool. But no, man, I, I think that um, you know, there's a certain system or setup that the church has had for so long, and we see like the repeat and the repetition of certain failures and i fail i fear that in certain areas maybe we're not coming to more perfection um as we should and so i just wonder if maybe there aren't certain things that need to be addressed or changed um or adjusted as far as protocol and process um that might help the church to have a stronger witness and and one thing i do want to point out you know, because throughout our podcast, we often talk about issues with the church. But I want you to notice something. Always watch the full episode or skip through to to certain to this. The solution. We'll always talk about the problems, but we'll never talk about the problems without bringing solutions. So um, I don't want you to think that this is, you know, a millennial bashing the church podcast. That's not what we do. We are all. um fans of the church. We are all faithfully serving in the church. We all love the church. We all love our pastors. Um, you know, uh, we just want to see the church at large do better. And that's all. That's true. Philip, what you got? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to echo everything Justin said. I mean, yeah, I mean, this isn't really, um, <clears throat> this isn't really kind of like a bashing podcast or anything like that. But I mean, we, we, we really just want to invoke uh, positive change uh, because there's, um, and actually, I think I sent you to the link to this uh, to this YouTube video about where there was conservative Christians and progressive Christians having yeah. discussions. And the crazy yes. part is, I desperately wanted to be in that room. <laughs> Me too. Um, but and and the reason why is because like I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I can see both sides of an argument and actually think clearly in that. A lot of people have a lot of bias when they enter an argument, which is, I mean, obviously natural because we all have our different opinions. You know, we were all raised a different way, whatever, whatever. But uh, the when, when I think one thing that's missing these days is where people just go like, I 
I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to your viewpoint and I understand your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like one of the biggest issues. And that's kind of where we kind of want to bridge that gap because like we 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 cover uh we want to cover the whole entire story and not just our side and not just one side. You know, we want to be able to talk about the whole thing, you know, have it come from different sides, have different opinions and everything. And then we want to per you know, propose a positive change if there needs to be a positive change or, and, and we will encourage if there's already a positive change that was made. Um, yeah. That's yeah. kind of, I mean, that's kind of the point. So, I mean, uh, today's definitely going to be an interesting one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, not listening as Emily brought up, listening, understanding and validating um, is a huge issue, huge issue. Um, this guy, this comedian, Jonathan Pye, Philip, I send you his videos all the time. When Trump won the election in 2016, one of the points he made while he was being hilarious was that the Democrats lost the ability, they lost the art of debating. They lost the ability to talk to people, you know. So, um, and I, I really think that we, we, we kind of need to change that. We really do need to change that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but enough about that. Um, let's get into our first question. Let's get into our first question. Whenever we, whenever you, whenever you talk about ministry in the church, whenever you talk about ministry in the church, you always think about this big position. You always think about this highly esteemed position, and 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 you know the the pastors up here and the congregations down here. Um, and I've always had a problem with that. So the first question is: Do you think that church positions should be highly esteemed like they are? Philip, go ahead. Uh, no. <laughs> and that, that's kind of a short answer and because uh people i feel like people uh, have a misconception really when it comes to ministry positions and they think that uh because it's a position you know it's high i got authority yada yada which you do but at the same time it's a lowly position but a high calling yes and there's a difference because Woo, but, run that back run yes, that sir. back People think it's a high position and a low calling, but it's a it's a lowly position, but a high calling. That's good. Your standards got to be higher. It means you got to carry yourself to a higher standard. You have to be accountable on a higher level, and that's where the high position comes into play. Um, yes. But nowadays, people just think that ministry is just like you know, it's kind of like a hierarchy and it's like a pyramid. You know, and then mm-hmm. the, the pastor or the priest or the bishop or whatever sitting at the top. And no, 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 that's not the case. It's a lowly position. because, And that's why they call it serving. It's a yeah. servitude position. That's why I say it's a lowly position because you're, yeah. ser- you're, you're serving people, you know, whether it's the church, whether it's your community, uh, which it should be your community as well um, as your church. Um, you are serving people. And when you kind of uh, have this ego that comes into play where it's just like, well, I'm the minister or like I I'm a, like like it, it's it's kind of weird because sometimes I'll go places and then I'll see like uh, people that are, that are preachers. Um, and, and it's like they kind of have an attitude like uh, like, you know, uh, I should be in the pulpit or y'all got to listen to what I say and I got to be. Yeah. Treated, yeah. Be treated a certain way and stuff mm. like that. Like, bro, you're a normal person. Just like, exactly. like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I'm a licensed U- UPCI minister. I don't go places telling people, hi, I'm a, I'm a licensed minister. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't mean nothing because one, you're a human being and two, you're called to serve. So people don't need to know that you're a minister to know that you're there to serve. You should just automatically do it. And that's where the whole uh position like oh we 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 we're, we're high and mighty now there's a difference because i know some people might be like well you know we got to respect our pastors and our ministers absolutely you should respect people in general you shouldn't you shouldn't just to just just respect ministry because they have a position now exactly. when it comes to being submitted that's a whole different thing because when god places somebody in your life um and, and he wants you to be submitted to them so that they can give you direction so that they God can speak to them and they can speak to you and stuff like that. I'm mean, not saying that God can't speak to you directly, but that's what pastors are for. You know, they're, 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 they're those people that are there to guide us. They're, they're like sure. spiritual covering and stuff like that. So yes, we should regard them as such, but to esteem them on a pedestal is a little bit different, you know, and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and pass it to, to Justin. Man. 
um man you just said so much like i'm trying not to jump too far into our conversation i had to cut it short <laughs> but okay so to answer the question should the positions be esteemed as highly as they are so i, I want to kind of rephrase it just a tad i or, or answer it in different facets right i don't believe that these are positions that should be pursued or chased after without calling. Um, I don't believe that we should be ambitious towards trying to obtain positions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think that the people and the positions should be held in high regard and high esteem. However, I think there's a difference between idolization mm -hmm. and honor. True, very true. And I, I fear that these positions um, a lot of times have created idols, like people in the positions are idols. Um, and, and we want people to participate in idolatry more than honor. Mm. And, and that is where I think that there is such a big, big, big problem is that we've had so many people who are telling people to honor, 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 but really it's not honor. It is something deeper than that. It is, it is this idolization or almost worship of people who are in those positions. And I think that's very dangerous. Um, and then going back to what you just said, man, it's so good. It's a, you're, it's, it's, it is a low position and a high calling. Uh, when you talk about a pastor, um, you know, the scriptures liken that person to a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Do you realize how nasty and disgusting a shepherd is? Nobody wants to be a shepherd. Really? No. Like, <laughs> you smell, you stink, you you have to you have to feed the sheep. You have a responsibility and an accountability to the sheep and to the owner of the sheep. Mm -hmm. Like the sheep don't serve you. You serve the sheep. Exactly. Like, literally, literally. Yeah. Facts. If pastors could only get that part understood, it is not like when you step into ministry positions, I know our pride is there and we want to be honored and we put in a lot of work. But you got to understand when you step into any ministry capacity, it is not about your honor. Nope. Oh, no. Not at all. You not are all. serving these people on the behalf of God himself. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that that is where sometimes we might miss it in in our culture of church, at least in America and or maybe in the West. We just have such a lifted up perspective. And, and when we present things with that lifted up perspective, man, not only does it twist our minds, but it twists the people's minds towards the position. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is why we have so many people who are chasing pastorates and chasing uh, different leadership positions out of ambition to try to fulfill some uh, sense of, you know, uh, of self-esteem. Um, you know, they, they're chasing these positions feel because they'll feel better when they're in that position of power. Yeah. But yeah. you gotta understand, like, man, leadership is not about power over people. It's not. Not at all. It's and I'll, all. I'll stop there because we got a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do. I, I totally agree with you guys. Um um honestly, I, it's always been so annoying. Um I've been in Pentecost for eight years. Okay, and um it's it's been so annoying to see um, how that culture has affected Gen Z, and hmm. I've seen Gen Z become very 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 ambitious about ministry. It's like the only way in the circle that Philip and I run in, the only way you're gonna be anything is if you if you start preaching. The only way you're gonna be anything is if you're playing music. Anything else that is under the guise of ministry is not really sought after because it's all about the mic it's all about playing the drums it's all about playing playing uh the piano at the huge conferences and it's always annoyed me because i'm just like that is not what this is about exactly 
it's not what this is about. Like for instance, um, uh, whenever I, we, I used to go to church at certain churches, not the church that I go to now, but at other churches that I've been to, um, in the realm that Philip and I, uh, go running, uh, like you would, the pastor would get done preaching. And then after the service, there's a line of people trying to talk to the pastor. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm like, this is idolatry. What is this? Like there's a whole line of people and they're waiting in line. And I'm like, bro, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? And I mean, so, I mean, I mean, so, sometimes I get like, you know, people do want to talk to pastor. They, you know, they want to encourage him after the after the preaching sure. and they want to maybe ask questions or be or maybe talk yeah. about something that he said in the sermon and stuff like that. And 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 and, and, and there's a difference. But sometimes you got to realize, like, even though we shouldn't have politics in the church, there's there's a certain level of politics that will always be in the church. And that and here's yeah. and here's one point of the politics that is in church is that perception is reality. So if it looks like you're being worshipped, the reality to people that aren't really in that circle is, oh, this person is being worshipped. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's how it is. Yeah, and, and I've just seen that, and it's just annoyed me. And I'm just like, it, and it gave me the impression that ministry should is on a pedestal. It yeah. is on a pedestal. And I think we need to bring it down from there. Because the, the reason I say that is because our culture has made it, put it on such a pedestal that when somebody questions anything the leader says, Yikes. the members are quick to say, touch not mine anointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Completely out of context. Man. Touch not mine anointed. Well, if you talk against the man of God, you'll end up like those kids who got eaten by the bears. Right. So it, 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 it goes from you simply honoring your leadership to you idolizing them and worshiping them right. to the point to where it's no longer about Christ. It's mm -hmm. about a personality cult. Yeah. And really that's where the that's where these these celebrity pastors and people like that are shining nowadays because it's really yeah. a the personality and they just yep. they they want this person because they're entertaining and stuff like that. And and that's a whole nother subject and another can yeah. of worms. Yeah, a whole nother can of worms. But we're, I, we're probably going to touch just, it today, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. We I, might I, have to I, go two weeks on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I just, I, but like Philip and Justin said, no, I don't really think, I do not think that they should be esteemed as such. Um, which leads us to our next question, which just, I think you, you, you kind of touched on it. Should we make it a job title? Something to be ambitious for, like something you should have ambitious ambition for. So I'm going to kind of cut that question in half. Should it be a job title? Because I think we've we've always we've always talked about it. You see it in the comments on Facebook when you see a pastor, you know, wearing their Gucci shoes and their nice suits and driving around nice, nice cars and stuff like that. Should it be a job title? You know, and that that opens up a whole can of, another can of worms. Should the pastor take a salary from the church? Da 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 da. Like, like how how do we go about this, Philip? I mean, being an occupation as far as being a minister, I feel like is okay. But where it comes in, and this is and this is like kind of like I don't know. I feel like it's personal. Sometimes it's personal preference, and it could be just you know your your personal life, your personal ministry, or whatever. But um, it, it's it's hard sometimes for people to think that some people solely get their income from the church. Like it's a hard pill to swallow for like people that aren't in church to see that, you know. And that's why they think like, oh, you've had people, you know, selling uh, lying to people for years, and they make money off of it and everything. And yes, there's bad apples in the bunch. You know, we've had. I remember back on the back in the day. What, what was that? What was that TV network? TBN, where, mm. where all these all these the tele evangelists and yeah, uh, yeah. pastors, and you know, and we all we all know their names, you know, and they they you know they made a lot of money, you know, oh, from millions from their ministry, and it's like millions and millions and, and millions and millions, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's weird because like. I mean, I, I definitely think that if a pastor is is taking um, 
you know, is really put, and, and honestly, you, you could even put it like this. If he's putting his heart and his all into, you know, his church, and I feel, and I, you know, he's really helping, not just his church, but his community as well, I think it would be good for the pastor to take a, a, a salary from the church because technically that is his occupation. That's what he's doing. You know, he's also qualified to do so. And that's another subject for another day because some of these pastors and ministers out here just aren't qualified to do what they're doing. Um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but like, uh, and actually Joseph is that he was, he just hit it on the head. Musicians are ministers too. Um, I'm a worship leader at my church. Now I personally don't take a, take a salary from the church and I honestly don't really want to, but if you're, if you're putting, a lot of effort into making like and, and honestly this is why a lot of churches these days hire musicians that they don't care if they're in the church or not they just hire professional musicians to do their music programs because it's easier to just hire them and pay them than to deal with the gray area that is using church people as volunteers for ministry and then you have to decide well am i going to pay them am i not going to pay them is it wrong to pay them or is it wrong not to like some people might be like, oh, I want to raise or something like that. You know, so th there's that gray area when it comes to income with churches. And I really do feel like you just kind of have to boil that down to that individual church. Um, yeah. I feel like as a whole, we can't really make a decision or really or really have a, um, uh, I don't know, like a, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Justin, great point. Hire the musician because their gifts have value. Yeah. I mean, if you if you are uh, oh, oh Emily, you're opening up a, up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you you have value with your with your gift in your ministry, like Sunday school teachers as well. It's not just musicians. It's not just people that step behind the pulpit. And in fact, yeah. I I feel like one of the highest paid positions in a church should be the sound department. Do you know how right. much do you know how much stuff they do just to make the the, the building run and run well? Like until. Uh, like the, the current church that, I, that I'm at now uh, was like the first church that I really became like a sound engineer and just seeing the amount of work it takes just to make have good sounding music have good sounding live stream too, have good sounding just the microphone not not squealing when somebody walks two feet you know that it's a lot of work and I feel like those kind of people hey Joel he's actually Joel Bailey he's actually the sound engineer at, at my church and um, and he he's he's one of the people that I always think because he does so much work when it comes to doing the sound at our church and i'm just like this <laughs> like pay this man <laughs> you know what i'm that, saying hey hey that man got stories <laughs> and, and, oh yeah <laughs> but it's like people but but people will put more emphasis on the people behind the pulpit and they won't put emphasis on people like the sound engineers that are doing so much work but they yes. will put emphasis on the sunday school teachers that you really don't see what the sunday school teachers do most of the time you just mm -hmm. you most people treat sunday school teachers as as daycare like i come to church yes. drop, drop my kids off and then i go to church have a good time and whatever and i go talk and yeah yada 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 but most people don't even really treat the sunday school teachers as ministers when that's what they are it's true. Right? So Facts. like when, when it comes to the whole pay thing, I feel like that's subjective to every church, honestly. Um, and I feel like that's just kind of up to each individual to work that out with their pastors and their trustees and their financial op officers and managers and whatever. Now, should it be something that people um, strive for? That is another thing that I'm going to say no, because um, if you're always striving for the position, then you're never going to be effective in that position because yep. if you're if you're not already a minister now just in life without the titles and everything somebody calling you minister so-and-so isn't going to change that mm. effectiveness doesn't change with your title now your 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 now your your credibility even won't change when your title changes really what changes is this is just like whenever you go places and people can recognize you as a minister it's a lot easier for you to may, maybe transition if you move or something like that or 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 be known on, on a wider scale than your local church or something like that then i feel like that's where titles kind of come into play and kind of help um uh, other people outside of your local church kind of identify you like okay this is what this person does like if i know that you're an evangelist like Cool. Like I know, I know what you do. If I know that you're a prophet, cool. I know what you do. But your position doesn't change your effectiveness 
as a minister, you know, like you can be a minister without any title. And, and, and that's what I was like before I was licensed, I was, do, I was doing ministry and I wasn't even looking to be a licensed minister. My pastor just told me that I should get licensed and he kind of walked me through the whole entire process. But, but I wasn't striving for the position. I wasn't striving for the title because I was already doing what God told me to do. And then everything else just kind of fell into place. And even to this day, like I, so I, t I really don't even have a title. I'm just Phil. And I want to keep it that way because that's who I am. So, I mean, with that, I'll stop talking and I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to Justin. Man. Gotcha. Um, Phil, you're on a roll tonight. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, so, so should it be a title? I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be succinct in my answer. So, yes, there should be job titles for the purposes of understanding functions and descriptions. I think yeah. that's what the point of titles are. However, I don't think... You, people should have such pride in their title outside of the function so so it, that it's to the point where it's like, hey, I am pastor so-and-so. You have to call me pastor. You right. have to call me minister. You have to call me bishop. Why do we have to call you by your title, but we call Jesus by his first name? Wow. <laughs> wow. Woo! That is good right there. I don't understand. I, I don't. So I think that to me that that doesn't make any sense. But I do think that there should be titles um, for the purposes of understanding one's function within yeah. ministry. And just to touch on that salary piece, I think, like you said, that's dependent on every individual church um, and what the income is. And uh, and honestly, how necessary is what you do for the ministry? Yeah. Right. I know some pastors who barely study. They barely pray. They don't really do anything but come to church and preach. Um. All right. You know what? Yeah. I don't know how I feel, but then there are other pastors who dedicate themselves. You know, they they labor in prayer, they labor in, in, in study, they they are taking those calls early in the morning, you know, they have a real heart for the people, they are giving, uh, you know, out of their own pockets towards people's needs and to keep the church afloat and all these types of things happen. And I think there are more pastors that are, as it pertains to their heart towards ministry, I think there are a lot more that have the right heart than we give them credit that we give credit for. So I say in general, I think that pastors or ministers should be paid um, if possible. And then even to touch the mega church piece, because I think one of the common misconceptions about mega church pastors is that they are all living lavish lifestyles and that they are just taking all this money from the church. But you have to understand just because someone preaches. Uh, and just because they preach a lot or because they're famous for being a preacher does not mean that their wealth is coming from the church. That is the yeah. case for some. But honestly, most of these guys have businesses. They have books. They have movies. They've got radio shows. They've got podcasts. They've got real estate. They've got stock investments. They work other careers. They do consulting. They make money doing other things. In fact, many mega church pastors take no salary at all from their churches. True, true. And so, um, you know. Back into their church, like, you know, putting back like yes. their their music and their other ministers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's very true. Absolutely. So I will say this. If you are a minister, especially an up-and-coming minister, I would personally recommend uh, striving to have some type of outcome outside of the church, even if you plan to do ministry full time as far as your time, find something else that you can do. Um, and especially if you're just getting started, don't jump out there and quit your job or anything like that. I've had places that I'm going to preach where I literally got a God bless you. We enjoyed you. The Lord used you. We'll have to have you back. And you're sitting there stalling around like, okay, you know, I was kind of waiting for that green handshake and it never came. Hey. <laughs> Or other times I've been handed envelopes that are full of ones. Um, like you know, 
security. We we, we want to bless you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they took the offer from the Sunday school room. <laughs> so uh, I'm telling you, I remember I got this envelope one from one church I went to, and it was so thick. I was like, man, I didn't even want to count it in front. Of, I, I never count in front of people. I feel like that's rude. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, um, I, I went to the church and they 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 gave me an envelope and I I'm thinking like whoa they they must have really blessed me man open that thing one 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 one, one. <laughs> you know and, and you know what's crazy about that is like when I first started <laughs> when I first started preaching and stuff I never I actually never knew preachers actually got paid but I don't, I don't know how I never figured that out I know I never knew preachers got paid and then. One time after after I preached at, at this one place, and then the pastor came up to me and, he, and they gave me an envelope, and then he was like, "Yeah, here, here, here. We just want to bless you and everything." And, and I was just like, "Okay, cool." And I was just like, "I don't know. I don't even know what this is." So I just put it like in my Bible and I, I opened it in the car, and then I'm like, "This is money." <laughs> like, like what? This is money. So then after that, I'm just kind of like, "So is, is this what is this what people is this what preachers do? Is this is this what y'all be out here preaching for? Is money?" <laughs> and, and some of them do. And ever since then, like honestly, I I never really expect money for doing ministry. I just do it no out of my that reasonable is. service. I feel like because I mean I have money. Like I have an occupation, I have a job. I would rather you know put the money back into the church, put the money into the community, you know to help homeless people, feed hungry, stuff like that. That's what I would rather do. So me personally, um, my occupation my, and my paycheck, I wouldn't necessarily want to come from the church. But you know some people are you know no. are, are different, and and that's and, okay. And, and, in fairness, to wrap up my comments, you know, if 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 you are putting in full time ministry, I'm okay with you getting a check. But please understand, no, most people aren't getting rich off the church. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just be aware of that and make sure that your heart is right towards it. But I'm fine with it being, uh, you know, uh, there being titles because I do think titles are necessary for functions. For people to understand who does what, um, and then it's a whole other conversation for us to probably understand the functions of the title because that, that that's just a whole other conversation. But back to you, Caleb. Exactly. Um, I totally agree. Uh, I don't like like you said, Justin. It should be it should be a way to understand the functions in the church. But outside of that, like it should that that's it. That's that's what your title is for, um, because I have seen people, pastors and bishops that have gotten offended or insulted when somebody called them brother so and so or, you know, or maybe even called them by their first name. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's always struck a chord with me. I'm like, what? That's your name. Like, it's literally your, your name, your brother Smith, like, you know, but they get offended and then they start talking about you need to honor the man of God and this, that and the third. And I'm just like. Do you really mean honor and respect, or do you mean idolize? You know what I mean? Sure. And so, and and I, I've just seen that. I'm like, guys, what? What's what's going on here? Uh, I, you know, and I've seen preachers whenever they get up to preach, like at big conventions, like at NAYC or at um, HYC or something. Um, you know, preachers get up there and and they have this laundry list of people they got to honor. You know, and it's just like. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, how many people you got to honor? Like, and I understand, you know, the ones that came before you, yeah, you give them props, right? I, I get that. I sure, totally get sure. that. And I agree with it. But it's just like when you have a laundry list of people you got to honor in order for them to be okay with you at the end of it is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, you got to honor, you got to honor Bishop such and such from across the way, from across town. And it's just like, is this really, are you really honoring them or are you just stroking their ego? There has to be like, w which is it? That, you know that, honestly, your next question, I was about to hit that. <laughs> but, exactly. But I mean, I mean, I mean, if I'm being honest, I, if I, if I, if I ever did something like that, I mean, there's, there's really only two people I honor. That's my pastor and my wife because my pastor sewed into my life, giving me so much of his time and his, and his, you know, energy. Yeah. And my and wife, your father and mother, that's the word. <laughs> and your parents, too. And then also honor my wife because she she allows me to do ministry freely and everything. And, and I and I 
know, I try not to take advantage of that. But yeah, I mean, the, the, but I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say, hey, you over there, I honor you and you over there. Like, I honor everybody. And I mean, there's there's a and I don't want people to think that we just don't believe in honoring people. No, I mean, we definitely do. <clears throat> but yeah. when it when it becomes um, like an ego stroke for promotion. Right. That exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'll. That's it's like mental masturbation. Yeah. 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 Because the thing yeah. is, 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 is I, people do that. They feel like these young preachers that are coming up feel like they have to do that in order to get into good graces with the bishops and, and Philip and I. Well, but, but here's the truth though. They do. Exactly. And, and, and they're <laughs> like, I have to do this in order to get in good graces with the district board, district superintendent. Uh, they, yeah. they, I need them in order for me to be affirmed in ministry. I have to do this so they'll like me. Yes. And, and honestly, when, when you when you when you go, when you try to when you honor people with that mentality, instead of as Philip does, I'm just honoring you because you've mentored me. You've sold you sold into me, you know, stuff like that. I honor you because you're my wife and you support me. That's different. But when it's just like, I got to honor all these people because I'm playing politics. That's, yeah. That's, that's I mean, honestly, honestly, honor doesn't happen behind the pulpit. Honor happens outside of that. So exactly. if you oh spend, come on man, you spend all your time outside of the pulpit, not talking to the same people that you say you honor. That's I, what I'm saying. You right How through. It, <laughs> like literally, uh, you and the, it, it's the weirdest thing. But you will see people who who will you know it's like hey I honor you, honor you, honor you, honor you in front of the people, and then at, all the way after that, you're talking about these very same people. You don't <laughs> even like them even like them you just you're just like oh, i'm a i'm gonna honor you behind the pulpit so give me some more give me some more pulpit time you, you know? honor bishop and you don't even think he can preach mm -hmm. oh exactly <laughs> egg and a worm and, a worm. I, and honestly i really think that that we we really need to take a look at that that whole honor yes. because, because like i said you know go go ahead justin go ahead no, I, I just had one more thing because I think sometimes it's this this use of honor, like you said, to get in good graces or to mm -hmm. make yourself appear like something. Yep. Um, and it's this this clamoring uh for for higher positions. So it's not real honor. You don't you you're not honoring them if you're trying to get their church. Hello. <laughs> and mm -hmm. You're not honoring them if all you're trying to get is behind the pulpit either. Exactly. Because and remember, honest, remember, it's a lowly position, but a high calling. So sometimes yes. that, that lowly position requires you to go to the church and vacuum the carpet. But will you do that? Right. Probably not. A lot here's, of them here's, here's the thing. We it's the difference between honor and butt kissing is your motivation. Exactly. And, and so many of us have false motivations. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. faulty motivations. We are motivated by our ambition to be in front of people. And, exactly. and, and we're not motivated. If I honor you, I'm honoring you. There, There is nothing that I'm trying to get out of honoring you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just appreciating you for you. Yeah. And, 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 and on top of this, stop asking People to honor you if you are not honorable. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm skipping. Y'all got me excited. Let's go. The thing is, 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 is we like, I, I always, I, I've always, I always tell people this, people that know me know this about me. Um, I don't play politics. I am a straight shooter. Am I disrespectful? No, but I will, I will, I'm a straight to the point type of guy. And so I always tell people when it comes to like in the military, like I want to be an officer, but I want to be a medical officer because as a medical officer, I'm just doing my job taking care of people. If I'm a regular officer, I got to play politics. I got to kiss the, I got to kiss the generals behind. I got to yep. kiss up to the, to the wing commander. And that's not my game because if the wing commander's an idiot, I'll say, sir, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> you, you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me. You know, and the same thing, like in the church setting, like 
Like if I was up there and they had me to preach, like I would give honor to my pastor. I give honor to my parents. I give, sure. I give honor to my parents. I give honor to my pastor. That's it. And then some person's going to get all, all, you know, in their feelings because he didn't honor me when he got up there to preach. Like, bro, I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> like we ain't tight like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, so that's so, why. It, so go ahead. The, the, to touch that though, when you start talking about stranger, you can't honor someone you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Even for some, even like you, you go to a place, right? You go to a place they want you to preach, and you've only met that pastor or bishop for like one day. You still can't honor them. You don't know them. They're just giving you an opportunity. You, 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 you can give them a shout out. Yeah. You can right. Say, hey, you know, shout out to brother such and such. You know what I mean? You know. So th that's what I think. Like, like. We should really, we should, we should really not make it something to be ambitious for because I really think that people really like the attention. Because if you are, if you have the gift of gab, Ooh. you will get a lot of attention. You don't Come have on. to have a, a gift to preach. If you have a gift of gab, like you're really good at talking, you're really good at moving the crowd emotionally. Then you're going to get a ton of attention. People are going to call you to their church. And people, one of the people that we're going to talk about has the gift of gab and has the ability to raise millions and millions and millions or used to have the ability to raise millions and millions of dollars in churches. And, 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 and because of his character, he has fallen. But, but I really think that people need to young people. I'm really trying to drill this into them, change their mindset about ministry because it's not just about being in the pulpit and screaming like you got laryngitis. It's and, and more on, than that. Move on to the next question so we can tackle about tackle that because that this next yeah, question. Let's get in there. Yeah. So the how much more time is, do we have? Uh, uh, we got. I mean, I we got we got thirty minutes. We got thirty. Oh minutes. yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So next question. Um, why do you think some ministries are propped up over the others, Justin? Yo. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. See, so let's go there. See, I'm here's the right. problem. When we have ministry systems that are based on personalities instead of calling or effectiveness, mm -hmm. and when we have politics, we have problems. Let, let's go here. Oh, man, this example. Let, let's, let's look at this. Because, see, one of the biggest issues we have is we try to take on a hierarchy system. Mm -hmm. We try to take on a system where it's like, okay, the dad was the pastor, so one of the sons has to raise up as the pastor. Instead of assessing to say, who did God actually anoint as next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's look at this example, right? So if we go to the scriptures, we'll see Samuel is old in age and assigns his sons to be the judges. And the scripture says that, that Samuel's sons are horrible individuals. Yeah. These guys are out here sleeping around. They're taking money. They are, they are just horrible, crass, immoral men, right? So much so that after these guys have reigned for a while, the people said, give us a king. Mm -hmm. Nobody said that before Samuel's sons did a bad job. Here's my question. Would Israel have ever asked for a king if Samuel did not automatically assume his sons were supposed to be the next judges? Probably not. Probably not. And I, I think that we have we have we have taken a lot of prayer out of our protocol and processes. Yeah. Right. In the scriptures, they weren't just randomly assigning people to go out. They would put that thing before the Lord and the Lord would say, send out Paul and Barnabas. Mm -hmm. They would put that thing before the Lord and say, OK, it was there. There was prayer. But but so much of ministry is hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are too many people that wield too much power to make church decisions by themselves without mm -hmm. accountability. So yeah. they can kind of pick or do whatever they want to do. And, and it just is, you know. Um, so I think that when it comes down to our protocols and it comes down to our processes, 
that we ought to give more consideration to prayer and to what the Holy Spirit wants. Because if we don't, we'll continue to see exactly what we have been seeing. And that is, we see people kind of doing whatever they feel like doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of the favoritism just comes because whoever has the power to put you in that position doesn't have any opposition. They don't have any accountability to yep. say one way or another. Like no one is holding them accountable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay, well, I like so-and-so. I think they'd be good in such So here you go. Exactly. Exactly. Literally. It, literally. When I see uh when I see people in the UPC get appointed to positions, it's not because of and now not all of them. Now not all of them, I'm not speaking about all of them. But some there's been some appoint there's been some appointed positions that it's been like this. They literally just sat there and said, you know what? I think this person would be a good fit here at this church. Or I really like this person. I've known them for a long time. So I really think they'd be a good fit pastoring this church and replacing me. And it's just like, did you even pray? Because like I've seen some people get positions and I'm like, I know I know three people that are way more qualified than that person. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, did you pray about it? Did you really pray about it? Or did you just give your friend the hookup? You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's, right. what, that's where the whole playing politics thing comes into play. Exactly. Well, because people, people know how to stroke the ego just right. And then eventually that person's gonna be like, oh, they have a they're such a great servant. No, they're not. They're a good politician. Yeah. <laughs> they're behind their attitude. It's all about I wanna stroke the ego. I wanna give as much honor as I can to make sure that I get recognized. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like, oh, they know they, they have been recognized, you know? Yeah. And they're always like, oh, they've been laying at the feet of the Lord. And I just admire. Them. No, they've been laying at the feet of you. <laughs> mm. They know they know what your favorite snacks are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I mean, uh, Philip, what, how, what, how, how do you 